Broadcasting from the Any Hour Services Podcast Studios, I'm your host, Mike Wilson, and you've been listening to, no, you're about to listen to, (laughs) In the House. In the House is a podcast about the major systems in the house, electrical, plumbing, heating, air conditioning. Each week, I'm joined by a panel of experts. We pick a topic and we discuss it in depth. It's meant to be informative and hopefully bring you some value. Uh, On today's episode, we're going to be talking about ceiling fans. We're going to go in depth about installing, replacing, repairing them, and explain what that little switch on the side of the ceiling fan is for. Uh, I'm joined today by the management team of the electrical department at Any Hour Services, Troy and Shane. Welcome back, guys. Thank you. Good to be back. So I'm actually gonna start today's episode with a joke. I got this from uh, TikTok. Somebody, I asked for questions on TikTok and somebody decided to give me a joke. So I needed to preface this with the fact that it was a joke because I'm afraid you would try and answer it, really. So the, the, the question is, um, do you know why ceiling fans hum? Because they don't know the words to the song. Oh, that was dumb. <laughs> that's, that's, a, you know, that's a joke. Hey, that's, that's the caliber of humor that we get here on the show. Okay, hey, Mike, so that's like people aren't tuning in for the joke. So here we go. Um, you know, when I moved into uh, my house, I went through and I put ceiling fans in every room that I could. You know, every room except the bathroom. I, I love ceiling fans. Um, but if someone has a ceiling fan um, or, or doesn't have a ceiling fan. Let's start out by just talking about what are some of the benefits of having a ceiling fan? Circulating the air in the home, right? Cold air, hot air. In the, uh, in this, the winter, when you get your furnace on, all the hot, hot air rises. No, don't turn it on me. Go back to Mike. Mike's better looking. <laughs> I just wanted to, I, for those listening, I, I was taking my uh, camera and showing uh, the people on TikTok the, what the um, the guests on the show looked like, but they they don't want to be live, so we're, we'll just keep the camera on me. Hopefully, you guys can hear what they're talking about. So anyway, okay, benefits yes. of uh, of a ceiling fan. Keep going. Yep. So the hot air rises, right? And so you can circulate that better throughout the house, mix the air up. Same thing uh, come uh, summer when you got the AC on, that air actually settles, and so it's it's a good way to keep the air consistent inside of the home. And then also in the fall and the spring. Bring in some of that cool air from outside, right? Open your windows, turn the fans on, and get some of that cooler air to cool the house down Yeah, I, uh, in the spring. I, I like the circulation aspect of it as well. And, you know, a lot of people will utilize a fan, especially in these shoulder times of the year when it's in the spring or whether it's the fall, they'll use a ceiling fan instead of running the air conditioner um, or not having to run the furnace as much because it does help to move that air around more and make the temperatures or make it feel, you know, more comfortable. So yeah, especially homes where you have really high voltage vaulted ceilings, right? Um, A lot of that hot air will get trapped up there. And so if you can get a ceiling fan up there actually to bring that air back down, um, your furnace will not run as much, so. That's good, good. Um, okay, so let's see. If someone has a ceiling fan, is there anything that they need to do to maintain it? What do we do to maintain our ceiling fans? So a ceiling fans, uh, one of the best maintenance things you can do is to keep them clean. Um, you look at a lot of ceiling fans and where that blade's rotating around. Uh, thank you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> where that blade is rotating around, it does collect a lot of dust and debris, um, especially if around it, like if you have one in the family room next to a kitchen, you're gonna get maybe some grease particles up there that'll hold onto that fan and it's gonna catch even more. 
And as far as oil in them, uh, there are some very expensive fans that actually do take oil, but 99% of them don't take stuff like that. I was about to say, for the average person, yes. the, the ceiling fans that you purchase at the hardware store and different things like that, you know, any, anything like that probably is not going to require any maintenance. You'll mm. know if you spent like thousands of dollars on your ceiling fan, you'll know if that thing needs maintenance uh, and, and adding oil and different things like that. But it's interesting, you know, a lot of the systems around the house, uh, a lot of the maintenance for those things is just cleaning. Mm -hmm. And we actually had a question from someone, you know, what's the best way to clean a ceiling fan? Uh, and my answer to them was, if it's been a long time since you uh, cleaned the thing, you probably have, you know, that fuzz building up on the fan blades. So what you're gonna wanna do is get some type of step stool or ladder so you can actually reach the fan because you're probably going to have to put some effort into getting the dust and things off. But a wet washcloth will, will clean that up. But after you do that initial cleaning, if you just get a long handled duster, duster yeah. um, you know, and dust that thing once a month, you're probably going to be okay and be mm -hmm. able to avoid having to climb back up there and, and clean it off that way. Yes, but, absolutely. Um, what about, uh, uh, the other thing, sorry, the maintenance wise, there are, it's becoming more popular uh, for ceiling fans to have remotes. And so periodically you do need to change the batteries in those remotes. It's interesting. My, my mother-in-law, uh, actually, I was over at her house on Sunday for dinner and um, she was like, I can't get my ceiling fan to turn off. There's a switch over on the wall. I push the buttons and nothing happens. And so I, mistakenly assumed that she had checked the batteries in the remote. And so I grab a screwdriver. I'm like, well, let me, let me check the wiring behind the wall. I take the, the cover plate off and lo and behold, it's not even a switch. It's just a remote that has a battery that fits into that, uh, that switch box. And I was like, have you tried changing the batteries? And she's like, Oh, yeah, let me try that. <laughs> and so the fan was stuck on, but, uh, you know, it could work either way. If the batteries die when the fan is off and you're trying to, you know, push the switch, you may think that the, the fan's not working. But, you know, I for a lot of the problems, troubleshooting wise, I usually start at the, the power source or where the power should be coming from. But, OK, moving on from that, um, let's talk about repairs. What kinds of things and again, I know that there are really high-end fans that are belt-driven, that have things that you need to do to oil them and things like that, but let's talk about mainly the average ceiling fan that most people have in their homes. Um, Repair-wise, are there things that can be repaired on a ceiling fan? So there are a few things that can be repaired. Uh, most ceiling fans now have a light kit on them. So we go to quite a few calls where the light's not working. There's actually a little switch mechanism inside of that fan we have to replace. The little pull chain? The little pull chain, yeah. So there's a pull chain usually for the fan and the light. Um, yeah, they, they, can, they can be replaced in there. So that's one thing there. Another thing, uh, we come out to a lot of fans that are really wobbly. Okay. And I know we're going to talk a little bit about that a little more. That was a big question that so, several people had was about wobbling fans. But, um, yeah, keep, keep going, sorry. But we can, do, we can dive into that a little more a little later, too. Yeah. So that's something that can be fixed most of the time. There are circumstances where that can't be fixed, too. Got it. Anything else, Troy, you can think of? No, sometimes, like you said, Shane, those motors in them, they just get old sometimes, and they go bad, and you have to replace them. 
Um, it's best to call an electrician or somebody that's familiar with that so you can see if it is those little pull chain switches in there mm -hmm. or if it's the motor or something else. Yeah, and you know, sometimes, unfortunately, on the lower end items, yes. the less you pay for something, the less ability that there is probably to repair it because they mm -hmm. make it uh, just to function and they don't really give that uh, option there. But they, I would, I would tell people that, I mean, look up the brand of the ceiling fan. The most common repairs to be made would be those little pull chains. Either they stop working inside, so you're pulling on it, but it's not actually um, affecting the, it's not switching the fan speed or it's not turning the lights on and off. And then sometimes you'll actually go to pull the pull chain and it will just pull right out of the fixture. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, well, whatever setting it was on, it's stuck there. Stuck there. Um, so I, I had a ceiling fan at my house that actually um, the kids, they didn't do anything wrong, but I mean, they just pulled the pull chain and it was a, cheapest fan I could get at the hardware store, you know, but they pulled on it and the thing popped off and there wasn't even a piece of the pull chain hanging out. So you couldn't mm -hmm. get it. And so, um, it stayed that way for a little while until I decided that I was going to replace another fan in another part of the house. And I got lucky cause they were the same brand. And so I took the one that I was replacing and I salvaged, you know, the guts out of it. And I took the little pull chain mechanism and I replaced it in the one that was still working. Um, if you, if you're listening and you're interested, that video is actually on YouTube. So if you're wondering how to replace that, uh, that pull chain, um, there is a video on our YouTube channel that shows you how to do that type of thing. Um, but if you don't have a fan that you're salvaging the parts out of, uh, you can go online and look up the, that particular brand and see if they sell, they do sell universal little pull chain switches to, to make those repairs. But, um, on an, another thing on some of those lower end fans, if you're not comfortable doing that type of thing yourself, by the time you hire an electrician and they come out and they charge you to pull the fan down and they charge you to replace the switch and they charge you for those switches. Sometimes you're money ahead replacing the entire ceiling fan. So just know that going into it, that even though it seems like it should be a pretty minor repair, you are still paying for somebody to come out there. You're paying them for their labor. They've got markup on the parts and different things like that. If you are sentimental and you like the look of the fan and you can't find one that you like, then maybe invest the money and the time into getting the thing repaired. But uh, one other thing to say too, uh, when we talked about uh, maintenance and also repair, mm -hmm. there's a lot of screws in fans. So usually the, there's three screws that hold the blade on, and then there's two more screws that hold the blade onto another metal Housing, piece. Yep. So sometimes that, that is maintenance that has to be done there too. And also repair, you'll get fan blades that become loose and they'll kind of wobble or hang down lower than the other ones. Gotcha. So getting up and tightening all the screws on a fan. Gotcha. Um, and I'm just gonna like real quick so I don't uh, totally ignore these people. If you're on TikTok right now, I know the, the camera is facing towards me. Do me a favor, can you guys hear, uh, like leave me a little comment, can you hear the other guys when they're answering? Because I, this is a really cool format to be able to stream the podcast live when we're recording it, but uh, I wanna know if you guys can actually hear their answers. Um, okay, so let's get back to uh, the notes on the show. Okay. You know, this replacing a ceiling fan isn't exactly um, a beginner DIY type of project, but if you are comfortable and you know what you're doing, it is something that you could do. But when a homeowner, let's talk about when a homeowner is talking to an electrician, let's say that you don't end up doing this yourself and you want to have an electrician come out and replace your ceiling fan or install a new one. Let's talk about what types of things 
uh, they need to know or any advice that you have for them when they're talking to one of your electricians that go out? What should that conversation look like with the homeowner and the electrician? Well, there's a, a couple things the homeowner needs to uh, <clears throat> make sure that the technician understands, right? So first of all, what do they want to accomplish with that ceiling fan? Um, is it for air movement? Is it for looks, aesthetics, that kind of stuff? Um, so first of all, establish that. If you're trying to move the air, we want to make sure we want to make sure we get the right size ceiling fan in the room to move that air and circulate that air. Um, also, I mean, you get into when you get into ceiling fans, you get into light kits, um, you get into colors, all sorts of stuff like that. You get into switching if you want to be able to switch the light separate from the ceiling fan, right? So before the electrician Remote. shows up, there's a little bit of homework that you yes. need to do. And it usually will revolve around what fan do you want? Yep. And, you know, the basic function of a ceiling fan is to move the air, correct? Yes. And so uh, when you're moving the air, um, there are, I mean, depending on the size of the room, there are different, that is a rating on the side of the box. You can look at how much air the fan is going to be, move, is yeah. going to be moving and gonna be circulating, but there's so much personal preference in the way that it looks, the colors and different things like that. Do you even need a lighting kit? Do you not need a lighting kit? And so if you go to the hardware store or a lighting supply store, there are, um, there's a whole section of ceiling fans so you can actually go and they usually have them put together so you can see what they look like um, so you can know what you, is going to go re best with your decor or how you're trying to put that room together. Uh, once you determine that, go ahead and purchase the fan. It's best. I mean, electricians, uh, some electricians don't drive a very big truck. Our electricians, they drive a big, huge, you know, uh, truck and they've got lots of parts and things on the truck, but there's only so many things that you can carry and ceiling fans are bulky. And with there being so many options, your best bet is probably to pick the fan that you want and then before like leave it in the box and then have the electrician, uh, come out. What other things should they talk? You got the fan there. You got the electrician there. Talk to me about what's going to happen next. We'll talk about switching location okay. where you want to put the fan, right? Um, again, we talked about the switches, remote controls. Do you want it on a remote control? Do you want um, the speed adjustment on the wall or in a uh, remote control? Um, do you want to pull the pole chain, right? A lot of different things that uh, that we need to know that the customer needs needs to know when we arrive and, and we're ready to install that, right? Yeah. And then of course the proper equipment, and we can go over and get into details on that. UL listed brace box. Uh, that kind of stuff. We want to make sure we're supporting that fan fan correctly because, you know, that thing's constantly moving and it does vibrate. And so we don't want that thing coming down at any time. True. The, the other thing that I put there as an expectation or how the call should go or not how the call should go, but as an expectation for the homeowner, like expect it to cost a little bit more than you initially expect it to because there usually is more involved especially if and we'll talk more in detail about this but especially if you're replacing a light fixture with a ceiling fan or if you want to do any modifications by um, adding switch legs places and you're going to have to run wires doing those types of things do increase the cost of the job it's not just a matter of like uh, you know, cutting a box in on the wall and the wire magically appears between the, you know, do you have attic access? Do you have, you know, what are we going to have to do to get this thing installed? So um, manage your expectations, let the electrician come out there, evaluate the situation and then show you what options are available. And then you can decide how you want the fan installed from there. Um, 
Let's talk about installing a ceiling fan uh, and what's involved. Uh, but first, it's important to um, talk about the distinction between replacing an existing ceiling fan and replacing a light fixture with a ceiling fan. So talk to me about why that distinction is so important. A lot of times when we're replacing a ceiling fan with a ceiling fan, we assume it has the right box behind it that's gonna support that. Troy talked about a UL listed brace box. Um, these fans- When you say the box behind mm -hmm. it, talk to me about uh, what, that, what you mean by that. So once you take a ceiling fan down, there's gonna be a box that's actually holding that ceiling fan to your ceiling. There's a lot of different kind of boxes. There's little plastic boxes that are made to hold a little light on. Uh, most of the ones that hold ceiling fans are they're a metal box. They're they're really strapped to the to the trusses pretty tight. Um, so, so those so those boxes that you install when the house is being built, those are usually rated, especially in the matter of a light fixture mm -hmm. or a um, a ceiling fan, something like that. They're rated by how much weight they yes. can hold. Yep. And the box that you are putting in for a light fixture is much more flimsy because it doesn't need to hold as much weight. There's no vibration, there's no rotation, there's no movement. Usually you put the fixture up and it's good to go, right? It just yep. needs to support a lightweight fixture. But a ceiling fan, there's movement, there's rotation, there's a lot more weight. Sometimes you get super nice fans and there's a lot, lot more weight. And so we do need to make sure that it's supported properly because if you don't have the thing supported properly from the beginning, <laughs> You end up with wobbles. You end up with ceiling fans coming down. You end up with like issues that uh, you could avoid if you would spend a little bit more time and a little bit more money doing the job right in the beginning. Is that right? That's correct. You don't want to be sleeping at night and have a ceiling fan fall on your head. And we've seen that before. Or in, or in living rooms, some of these fans get really high up in the ceiling, and that's a long ways to fall, and uh, it actually kill somebody. Yeah. Well, that's an extreme case for yeah, sure. But it could. <laughs> but no, for sure. I, well, I was about, the reason I say that that way is because I remember as a child uh, watching television, I was laying on the floor and we had a ceiling fan in, in this room and it would wobble and shake. And it had, I mean, it was an extreme wobbler, like where looking back on it now, knowing what I know now, that's that's not normal. But uh, the light kit that was on top of it, it had that single, um, you know, bulb cover, uh, whatever that thing's called, mm -hmm. but it, it was wobbling back and forth. And we, it was, it was a hardwood floor or not wood vinyl or whatever linoleum. And I was laying there on my back watching the television. And for whatever reason I had rolled over. And when I rolled just happened that that glass bulb cover just <laughs> shattered all over the floor and it like freaked me out a little bit and and anyway so yes i i learned from an early age that uh when fans start to wobble they're not going to wobble and tighten themselves back up all they're going to do is continue to get worse and worse and you know like you said we'll talk about wobbling uh, a little bit later but uh well while, while we're talking about the installation of the fan in the correct box you have to make sure the bracket of the ceiling fan is is attached to the box that's holding it correctly, right? If it's not attached properly, you will get more wobble in that ceiling fan too. So the installation of that, you talked about um, spending a little bit of money to have that done properly mm -hmm. is very important because that can affect how, how it works. Very true. Anything else from you, Shane, on that? Nope. Uh, okay, let's talk about controlling the ceiling fan and what kind of options are available out there. Um, in new construction or in a remodel situation, um, if you know where the ceiling fan is going, you can take some steps 
to get exactly what you want out of the controlling of the ceiling fan. So um, like for instance, it is a more common practice now in new construction when you know that a ceiling fan is gonna be installed somewhere that you run two switch legs up to where the ceiling fan is so that you can have a switch on the wall. One controls the fan independently of controlling the light. And fans are wired internally to be able to handle that. But like at my house, that wasn't the case. It's an older home. And so at some point they probably replaced a light with a ceiling fan uh, or they didn't know that that fan was gonna be there. So let's talk about what kind of control options are available uh, when it comes to ceiling fans. Yeah, so on a ceiling fan, if you're in a situation where you've got a light up there and you only have one switch leg up there, you can put it on a remote, right? Okay. And with that remote, you can control the uh, fan separate from the light. So you can have that functionality, right? Which is really nice. Now, is that, do, do you have to buy a ceiling fan that comes with a remote kit or can you get a remote kit and install it on an existing ceiling fan? You can get a universal remote kit to do that. Okay. Yes. So for those that are listening, that's not usually a situation of just buy the kit and put the switch on the wall. And it's like Wi-Fi, like some of the magic stuff that happens nowadays. You do have to uh, take the fan down and there is a remote receiver up in the, yep. the fan where you put that there and you wire that up and then the remote communicates, communicates with, with it. That. Uh, but that causes an extra level of needing to troubleshoot because mm -hmm. if that if that device up in the fan ever goes out, it's not just, yeah, check the batteries, but then you know you could have some other issues going on. But you can set it up where you do can, can control those things independently. Okay. How else can you control? So again, light switch on the wall. You can do that. You can do a fan speed control there. Um, you can do a dimmer also, depending on how many switch legs you have. Well, um, let's, that was actually a, a question. So we do need to clarify that one because when you say you can do a dimmer, yes. you cannot put a dimmer on the motor that is correct okay so to have two switch legs going up to the fan box yes if you want to use a lot if you want to utilize a dimmer you do need to have two switch legs going up because yep. you can only dim the light that is correct you cannot dim the motor dimming yep. the motor will uh you'll be replacing that fan sooner than mm -hmm. you want to the motor will go out <laughs> That is correct. Okay. So, so th th those are kind of the main ones. You either have to control it by the pull chains at the light fixture if, if it was a replacement situation. Now, when you're having an electrician come out there, if they are worth their salt as an electrician, they can usually fish wires um, to get it there. Now, it doesn't mean that they can fish them without making a hole. If you've got attic access above, then yes, you can probably fish the wires unless you've got fire blocking or something. You should be able to fish the wires without necessarily making holes. But if you've got a finished floor above, you probably are going to have to at least cut, you know, one or two access holes because when you go up with the wire, you are going to have to like be able to fish the wire over to where the, uh, the light fixture is going to be or the ceiling fan is going to be. So you can control it with switches. You've got fan speed control. Controls. You've got remotes, different things like that. But unless you know what you're doing, talk to your electrician. This goes back to when you're going to install a ceiling fan, knowing what you want and how you want to interact and the function of that particular uh, ceiling fan. Um, let's see. What Anything else? I, I'd like to go into the question portion of of the show just because we have a lot of questions and they had some good questions and we'll get to more content about ceiling fans unless there's anything specific that you guys wanted to talk about before we go into that portion. 
Let's get to questions. Let's get to questions. Okay. Uh, Let's see. First question. We had a lot of questions about uh, wobbling and how to get it to stop. Shane, I know what your favorite answer is going to be, but let's let's talk people through uh, what their options are to get a fan to stop wobbling. So first of all, the main reason fans wobble is because there's a difference in weight balance on a fan. One of those fan blades has been bent just a little tiny bit. When you get those big blades spinning around, even the little minutest little weight difference is going to cause that fan to go up and down. A lot of fans now come with weight balancing kits. Uh, Mike, we were talking before this meeting, a weight balancing kit is nothing more than a little piece that you slide on the fan blade and then you turn it on and you hope that was the spot and it's never is. So then you try another spot on the fan and then if you do find that magic spot, there's a metal piece that then you stick onto the back of the fan. So it's time consuming. It is hard. It does work once in a while. Yeah. And that's the thing with uh, trying to balance them. Right? And sometimes when you get questions, uh, they do sell balancing kits that you can trial and error. It takes a lot of time to try and find because when it's when it's wobbling and then you get it to stop, unless you can like noticeably see it leaning to one side or the other, you know, it, it's really hard to guess on because what you do, essentially what you're doing is you're putting a weight on the fan blade and you're trying to guess did I get the right fan blade? How far do I need to move that weight out so that it affects the rotation and the wobble of the fan so that it like stops wobbling? Uh, if you do not want to get a, a, a balancing kit, I guess if you clean the top of the fan blades, you can, you can tape some uh, coins on, on there, but it's still just as hard of a process because it's like, do I use two nickels? Do I use four? Like, do I move them closer to the housing? You know, the further out you move them, it's going to affect the wobble. So you may, you may put a weight on there and it wobbles worse and you're like, okay, that's the wrong spot. So anyway, it's time consuming for the most part. If you've got a fan that's wobbling and it's been wobbling for a long time and nothing is loose because it's possible you've got a fan blade that has loosened up the screws that are holding it to the the motor and maybe maybe it's hanging down and it's causing the thing to wobble. A lot of times if you don't want to spend the time and the effort to try and balance it, if it's me personally, because I have tried to balance a fan before and I was successful, but here's the thing. It, it got out of whack again, again yeah. and the hour and a half that I spent trying to mess with it wasn't worth it. I ended up went and got a new fan, like 50, 60 bucks. It's not going to be a high end fan, but you can get a new fan for, you know, 60, 70 bucks at the hardware store. But anyway, you look like you were going to either make fun of me or add something meaningful to the conversation. Oh, Shane. You, you said you were successful. I was going to say you were lucky. <laughs> Ouch. But it's true. I was. I, if, if you can't hear him over on TikTok, he said, I wasn't, I wasn't successful. I was lucky. <laughs> you so. can do it. It's, it's very meticulous, very time consuming. Some of them go pretty quick. And again, like Mike said, just realize you might get it. It might work for a while, but within maybe a month or two or, or weeks, the same thing happens again. For sure. And the more money you spend on a ceiling fan, right? The better balanced it's going to be. So mm-hmm. understand when you're purchasing one, um, sometimes it's better to spend a little more money. That is true. Uh, you know, the, the more you spend, I mean, it's like anything else. The more you spend for something, usually, especially when you've got a brand of something there and you've got different price uh, levels within that main product line, usually when you spend more for it, it costs more because there's more work and there's more mm. stuff that goes into making that thing better. And that's one of the things with ceiling fans that you can get 
better balancing, a better wobble control, and different things like that. So just keep that in mind when you're if you're when you're installing a fan. So that covers wobbling and the best way to balance them. Uh, had lots of people ask about hearing a ticking noise or a clicking noise when the thing is rotating. What could be causing that? A lot of times that clicking noise is going to come from there's a ball that sits inside of a bracket. Okay. And a lot of those balls are made out of plastic, the, the bracket's made out of metal, and a lot of times it'll just be moving just enough that you, it makes this little ticking sound with, it, with that fan just moving a little tiny bit. I found, I don't know if it's common electrical practice, but I've actually put like a little bit of Vaseline on that little plastic part there, and it's actually lubricated enough that mm -hmm. there's no more clicking left. So that, that's one reason they click. There, there's others also. I know that um, usually when, when someone asks me a question like that, I'm always like, well, tell me a little bit more so I can like give you some information. So if you're hearing a, uh, if it's a random click here and there, it may be something like that, that ball mm -hmm. up top. If it is a rhythmic tick that only happens when the fan is rotating and it, you could set your watch by how often it's going and maybe the click gets faster or closer together when you put it on a higher uh, speed, a lot of times that is from a fan that isn't balanced uh, or there's something wonky with the installation uh, where there's a piece. So you've got the outside housing that sits there that's just decorative. And then inside you've got this motor that's rotating. And if if it's out of balance and it's just rotating a little bit, because there's not a lot of play uh, usually between that rotating motor and that outside housing. And so if it wobbles a little bit, it can rub the outside mm -hmm. of that housing and that could be um, coming from there. And so if it's making that clicking noise, look and see if it's wobbling. Now, if it's making a clicking noise and it's not wobbling, now that could be something internal. Like I actually had, um, I made a video about installing a ceiling fan. And when I installed it, there was a wire that mm -hmm. um, was, was hanging down. And as that fan blade was rotating, it, the little screws on top, it was clicking, it was hitting that wire and it was making a little noise. I stopped and I used it as a teaching moment in the video because if that's happening, that can rub through the wire, that can you know cause a short in the fan. So you definitely uh, wanna check and see what's causing that uh, noise. But if it's been going on for years and years, more than likely you've got an out of balance fan and something's going on there. Yeah, the wire issue, Mike, I've actually seen that quite a few times mm -hmm. uh, throughout my career on homes where that's actually happened. And, mm -hmm. and so, yeah, definitely look at it because if that wears through the wire, guess what? It's going to spark and arc and it's going to be fireworks. It'll be fun. Right. Um, less fun. <laughs> Maybe fun for someone to watch, but not necessarily fun there. Okay, next question. Um, can I put a ceiling fan where a ceiling light is currently? Yes, you can. Absolutely. Again, like we talked about earlier, um, when we pull down that ceiling light, uh, we need to make sure we have the proper UL listed brace box that we put back up in there. But yes, you can. And again, most of the time there's only one switch leg going up there. Mm -hmm. So you have power there, right? And so if you want to um, turn the fan on and the light on independently, then we need to get a remote for that to install. Yeah. You know, if there is a light fixture there, that's actually a, a really good installation there because the only thing extra that you're going to probably have to do is just make sure that you're upgrading that box. But if you, if you like the location of the light and you're like, Oh, it'd be nice to have a ceiling fan there. Absolutely. You can do that all day long, but again, just manage your expectations and know that it's not just as simple as taking the fixture down, assembling the fan and putting it back up. There is a little bit more uh, work involved there. Um, let's see next question. All right. 
I broke one of my ceiling fan blades. Is there a way to fix it or do I just have to replace the whole fan? Shane? There's really no play, way to fix it and really put it back together. If you can get online, maybe you could find the exact same blade, same model. But uh, we talked about balancing. As soon as you try to fix that, even putting a little bit of glue or something on there adds a little more weight and it's usually gonna wobble again. Yeah, that's that's what my recommendation to him was. Because I, I, as people left the questions, I went ahead and like kind of gave them some feedback. Um, but that, that was my thing is that if you look up the brand and the model of the ceiling fan and go online, you may be able to find replacement blades. The cheapest thing that you're gonna try to do is just replace that one blade that broke. But if it was made at a different time or it's just the same shape and they use different composite, you know, sawdust to like make that blade, you are you could end up with a balancing issue. So if you mm -hmm. are really attached there, you're probably going to want to buy, <clears throat> excuse me, all four or all five mm -hmm. blades to replace those so that you don't have a balancing issue. But when I was looking at the prices online for all four or five blades, all of a sudden you're getting up to the price like, well, if this fan is old again, like, man, why not just get a, a new one? Uh, but if you're if you're attached to it and you like the uh, the, the color or the style of it, then, you know, Mazel Tov, do what you got to do. Um, th there was actually another question about ceiling fan blades. They said, can I paint the ceiling fan blades? Any opinions on that? Sure, if you want to paint them. But again, it could cause an imbalance with the ceiling fan, right? Yeah. So that paint, putting weight um, on those blades. But you can do that. Yeah, I've seen people do it. And, and that was that was my thing is like be super careful and apply the paint as evenly as possible because you might not think that paint has a lot of weight, but pick up a, a gallon of paint. There's a lot of weight there. And just if you get a drip or a buildup on one part of the fan blade, it can cause it to wobble uh, and, and be unbalanced there. So paint at your own risk. <laughs> I guess if you're if you're just trying to do a solid color and you want to uh, spray paint it and you're just going to do a couple of passes and you don't let it build up in one place or in the other, that might uh, that might work a little better. Um, okay, let's see. Got that. Next question is, what should I look for when I'm buying an outdoor ceiling fan? Now, we didn't talk about outdoor ceiling fans earlier, and I left that out specifically because I knew this question was going to come up. Are there, do you have to get an outdoor rated ceiling fan? Yes, you do. Okay. Something that's rated for the outdoor. Absolutely. So when you are looking for the fan, the key is to make sure that it's outdoor rated. And then you look for all of the other things when you're looking for a ceiling fan, style, functionality, how you want to control it. But uh, you know, there's electrical components in there and when it's out in the weather, you want to make sure that it is rated to handle that type of thing, right? It's yeah. also on the fan blades for an outdoor rated fan, it's actually a plastic composite, it's not mm -hmm. wood. Yep. So humidity and stuff won't affect it. You'll see some of these new homes that are two and three years old and they have these fancy fans and the blades are hanging way down and especially really when funny. they uh install them oh. by like a, a pool house or mm -hmm. like a by a hot tub yeah. or something in those fans the blades yep. come down and they're like no I, li I like it that's the style <laughs> anyway okay so outdoor rated uh fan make sure it's got uh plastic uh a plastic composite fan blade there uh let's see we talked about the best way to clean a ceiling fan already um let's see Okay, I have a ceiling fan, but I want to replace it with a light fixture. There are two switches on the wall. Is there a way to know what I'm doing? <laughs> Suggestions for this, for this uh, question asker. Well, a lot of times if you, if you open up, I mean, if you're brave enough to get into your, to your, your switches down there, 
a lot of times the wire they run has got a black and a red wire that go up. So when you take your fan off up at the top, you're going to have a black and a red wire. So whatever you hook your light to, you're going to want to make sure that it's a switch that goes with that same colored wire top and bottom. Yeah. The, go ahead, Troy. Well, and what will happen to if you're replacing it with just a light mm -hmm. and you got two switches going up there, one of those switches is not going to be functional anymore. Yep. Right? You're going to have to cap that off and, and be done with that. So only one switch will work. Yes. So the suggestion that I gave was this, um, it, it goes along with what every, what both of you were saying is that realize that you're going to have, if you've got two switches on the wall, controlling the fan and the light independently, you're going to end up with two switch legs up at the top. I have seen novice homeowners think like, oh, well, both of them carry power. They're both hot wires. Let me just put those together. You do not want to do that. You want to take one switch leg and hook it up to the light and the other one, put a wire nut on it, tape it up or something. Keep that. Don't leave it bare, just floating around in that box. Um, you want to put a wire nut on it or tape it up so that, that you don't have exposed copper there. And then, yes, like Troy pointed out, realize that one of those switches is not going to uh, function down at the wall. And then if you care about which one is working and you've got a tester, a wand style tester that'll tell you where there's power. You can pull that down and test which switch leg is going to that switch. Otherwise, if you don't do that and you don't like having a dead one in the middle, you might have to take the switches out and flip them around. Anyway, you may want, if, if you're not comfortable messing with electricity, don't attempt some of these electrical projects. It's best to, uh, if you've got a friend that's an electrician or, or spend a little bit of money and have an electrician come out there and make sure it's done uh, safely and properly. Okay, a couple more questions. Um, got that one. Okay, so my feeling, my feeling, my feeling, San, my ceiling fan stopped working. The fan and lights both died. Uh, when it died, it would, or before it would die, or before it died, it would click when you would turn the fan on. Is there anything that can be done? You know, on something like that, if, if you've got power to the switches and power going up to the box, that's something I would probably just recommend going ahead and getting a new ceiling fan for it. Yeah. Um, and you can spend a lot of time and a lot of money effort into trying to research and find out what's going on with that fan. Again, it really depends on how, how much you like it and how much you've spent on that ceiling fan, that particular one. So the way that they described this, honestly, I, I, the thing that I recommended was I would start at the switch because if both the fan and the light died at the same time and you were hearing a clicking noise when you would turn it on, I'm imagining a switch that's got a loose connection uh, or is starting to go bad inside. When I flip the switch, you kind of get that arcing, that popping noise when you flip a switch on. That can be a loose connection. That could be all kinds of things. Eventually, that switch will stop working. So now when you go over to that switch, it's not doing anything. It could be the switch that's gone out and the fan is still okay. So there are some basic electrical troubleshooting things it's not always as easy as like, hey, this is what's happening. What's the problem? Because electricity can be a little tricky and you do have to know what you're doing when it comes to troubleshooting that type of thing. So if you're not sure, again, it's, it's never a good idea to start sticking your hand inside an electrical box if you don't know what you're doing or you're not, not sure that the power is off because you may assume that the power is off and you go and take that switch off and there was just a loose connection or something happened and you've got power back behind the box or maybe they're switching to neutral. There's all kinds of different things. So if you're not comfortable, don't know what you're doing, get, a, uh, get an electrician involved. Okay, 
Um, I'm curious y'all's opinion on this. I've, I've never been asked this particular question and I'll explain my opinion, but I want to get y'all's first. Um, where's the ble- Where's the best place to install a ceiling fan in a room that doesn't currently have one? Uh, common sense kind of says center, but it also wherever you want it. Um, as long as there's clearance for that fan, you can put it anywhere. If you're looking at only air movement, that center is going to be the best spot because it's going to move the most air from all the corners, but it can be put anywhere there is clearance for it. Yeah, that that's the, for me, that's my opinion is like, in the middle of the room. Um, A couple of things to watch out for though that I've seen, you bring up clearance. When when we moved into our house, it was older and they had gone through and tried to do some remodeling and and stepping some things up uh, that way, but they had put a ceiling fan in the kitchen and they had put it close enough to a cabinet that if the fan is going, you can't open the cabinet. <laughs> and so there were, when we first moved into the house, there were a couple of times where I needed to get something from above the fridge. I open it up and bam, yeah. like that will also cause your fan to start wobbling if you do that enough time. So we ended up moving it to the, to the middle of the room. But I've also seen in some small rooms where people were trying to uh, get a little creative or aggressive with the lighting and they installed a ceiling fan and where the blades are, there were recessed cans above that, and it just kind of created a disco effect yes, or strobe light effect. So there are a few things that you need to look for, but best practice, make sure you've got clearance and usually the center of the room, unless you got a specific reason you're putting it somewhere else. Yeah, Troy? one thing too, look at the vault of the ceiling also. Mm. If, if it's a, a steep vault, make sure you get a down rod that's long enough to, to drop those blades below the ceiling. Okay. I ran into that quite a few times. Uh, where they want to try to keep the ceiling fan high and and those blades will actually hit the ceiling so just another thing to be aware of okay um let's see now let's let's go into the specifics on this one troy you brought it up and this is this question is why i stopped you in the middle of your answer can you use a dimmer switch for a ceiling fan you want me to answer that uh any either of you can i don't care yeah you can Uh if you have the proper switch legs up there hold on hold on ceiling fan let's go back back up so for the motor no no, you cannot. You'll ruin the motor. Okay, I'm going to make Sorry, the Sorry, when you said ceiling fan, I was thinking of the, the light fixture itself and everything. So let's, let's, okay, so let's set this up uh, for the people listening. So assuming that you have one switch leg going up to your ceiling fan and it's got a light kit and the fan and they're both controlled by the same thing, no, you cannot Absolutely use not. a dimmer. That's correct. Why, why can't you? Because, I mean, you're like, oh, well, it takes the light and it makes it dimmer. It's cutting the power. Why don't I just reduce the power to the fan? Why can't you do that, Shane? Uh, different dimmers do different things. They do make fan con- speed control. So a speed control is different than a dimmer. So the dimmer, it, it's actually cutting the wavelength of the electricity in half or it's reducing how much electricity is there. With a fan, with a motor, you have to have full power going to it. And so there's certain uh, scientific principles where you, you have to understand how that thing is working. And the science behind how a dimmer works is not compatible Different. with the way that a motor functions. And so you cannot use, uh, sorry, you can use a dimmer on a motor. It will shorten the life and end the motor's life prematurely. It'll, and so that's the thing. A lot of times people will try these things mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, no, it works. Look, but you're, it's right, not right, actually right. working the way that it's supposed to work and you're going to end up burning that motor out. So, yeah, that motor needs 120 volts going to it at all times or the windings will start getting really, really hot and it yep. will go out eventually. Okay, last question. Here we go. Um, let's see. 
putting up a ceiling fan. Uh, hang on. How did I type this question? Oh, we already answered this when they're, they're putting up a ceiling fan where there was uh, a, a light fixture already. And we talked about the only thing really that you need to look for is make sure that that ceiling fan rated box um, is there, that it is rated to hold the weight and the vibration. Um, anyway, that's that's all the questions that I got. Thank you so much for everyone on TikTok that submitted questions. If you're listening and we answered one of your questions. Thanks so much. Uh, and anyone else, if you had questions, I hope you found this episode uh, helpful and informative. Guys, do you have anything else to add about ceiling fans that you think would be helpful here? If you have questions, call an electrician. <laughs> yeah, if you feel like you've gotten in over your head, stop. Call an electrician that you trust for some help. But uh, that's it for the show. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of In the House. We'll be back next Tuesday with a new episode. If you've enjoyed the show, please do me a favor. Subscribe. Um, or go and leave us a review wherever you like to listen to podcasts. I'd like to thank my guests, Troy and Shane, for being here, uh, Austin co-producing in the background, and everyone else behind the scenes that helps make the show possible. If you'd like to know more about Any Hour Services, visit anyhourservices.com. I've been your host, Mike Wilson, and you've been listening to In the House. See ya. 